Hello everyone and welcome to Encrypted. Today I have the pleasure of having Mr. Mohammed Al-Sha'al with me today. He's the CEO of Corporate Strategic Affairs at the Department of Economic Development of Dubai. Um, welcome. Thank you, Ahmed, and good morning. Good morning to you too. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. For those who haven't heard of you before, could you please introduce yourself? My name is Mohammed Al-Sha'al Al-Sa'di. As you said, I'm the CEO of Corporate Strategic Affairs at the Economic Department in Dubai. I basically look after not only the strategy of the economy in Dubai, but also any mega trends that might affect Dubai. Blockchain is one of them, but uh, we are looking at many other things, such as um, uh, high-performance computers, which was called the um, uh, supercomputers. Uh, other things is uh, we are now into a studying phase of a quantum computer, and looking at those uh, new breakthroughs and how are those going to affect the economy of Dubai in here, not in the short run, but in the long run. So we need to prepare ourselves as, as a city from uh, those mega trends and be more resilient when it comes to um, regulations, policies, and also processes uh, that might be uh, alerted or might be um, introduced newly. Okay, great. Firstly, how did blockchain come to you? What got you excited about it? What was the what What was your thinking? Well, blockchain uh, came to our attention in two thousand and thirteen, end of two thousand and twelve, mm -hmm. and at that time, we didn't know what's this. Mm -hmm. um, we thought it is like a theory or yeah. some of the new IT jargons mm -hmm. or new philosophies. And we said maybe this is something related to IT more, nothing to do with businesses or nothing to do with the government services. So um, we've been tracking that since that time until 2014, where we, we got lots of insight of what is this blockchain and how is this new philosophy slash technology might affect everybody. So uh, keep in mind that the economic department in Dubai has uh, three main agencies and we've got around six or seven sectors. And one of those sectors is business registration and licensing, and the other sector is consumer right protections. Mm -hmm. We've got also FDI, we've got um, Dubai Export uh, Corporation, and we've got also the Dubai SME. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the nature of those sectors slash agencies, you'll find that their interaction, not only internal in the city, but also external worldwide. Now, mainly if, uh, if any of such interaction happens, you'll have a third party in between, whether banks, agencies, promotion agencies, such and so forth, or sometimes individuals. And why are those into the, into, into the picture? Because they became the mediator between unknown to us prospect investors and unknown government agencies for those investors. So they go outside and they say, well, come to Dubai, Dubai has blah, 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 blah. And also when we go outside, we identify ourselves and what we have in here. Such issue, which is the intermediary, sometimes creates some problem. And that problem mainly in information gap or transactional gap. So in, in 2014, we've looked at an alternative an investor comes to Dubai to start his business, so he needs to go to different government entities, and after that, he needs to go to private sector where he seeks 
bank account. He seeks um, uh, uh, rental for, for, for his family or rental for his business places. So the efficiency of the whole market is, is, is dragged down because of so many intermediaries in the process. Okay. So we said, okay, how about testing that philosophy in, for example, between DED and one of the free zones? And those free zones, they also giving similar services to DED. So basically, if a company available in a free zone nowadays or before we implemented that small tunnel, uh, they need to get all of the original documents from the free zones uh, stating that they are incorporated in the free zone and we wanted to open a branch in Dubai. And basically, free zone from DED, they are about maximum 10 kilometers or 15 kilometers. So we said, why we should uh, ask the investor to to do so? Yeah. How about why do they have to physically transfer exactly. documents to exactly. DED? Okay. Exactly. So then we said, okay, in this case, we don't need blockchain. In this case, we need to um, tie up between our database and the free zone databases. And by doing so, we will have a, a replica of their database, and they will have a replica of our database. So basically, the essence of getting information that this is a genuine investor available in the free zone is already met. But why we said no? Let's go for blockchain. Because just if you have, if you have an information is one um, one step towards a, a, a completion and holistic uh, approach to the investors. But investor doesn't only need a, a business licenses. Mm -hmm. He needs also another services, banking services, uh, real estate services, uh, fleet management services, uh, employment uh, yeah. services, and all those services. Insurance as well. Exactly, exactly. And all those services, by nature, they are transactional. So it is not only uh, I know that you are established, but I need to have a consensus that you acquire or you ask for such information and you are aware of the consequence of this. So if, for example, a bank knows that you have a company and they know all of your company details that the partner, manager activity, they cannot open a bank account for you unless you as a manager state at the bank that I want to do that. Yeah. And by just sharing this data, it will not happen. Okay. So blockchain has a, a one step over just uh, a database to database integration. It is it is a, a transactional or it gives the right to a manager to acquire a service by his own consent. And now the bank is knowing that this manager is requiring the service, so I will do that service for him. Yeah. So basically in 2017, we started a, a pilot with the Dubai Silicon Oasis. Mm -hmm. It is one of the free zones that we have in Dubai. And uh, we use the blockchain just to verify companies' availability, Dubai mainland versus free zones. And not only that, now there is a one step above that uh, uh, level where a free zone company can open a branch from the free zone without free zone being involved through the blockchain tunnel using the uh, uh, his credentials, and immediately when he hits open a branch in Dubai, the branch will be open in Dubai without any... Okay, so an investor has opened a, a company in the a Dubai Silicon Oasis free trade zone, then they're able to very easily through the system that you guys are creating to actually just through a one click, just easy process, 
open an onshore company exactly. in Dubai. Exactly. And this is just a test. And once we finish this, we finished with this with the Dubai Silicon Oasis, but now we are inviting other free zones to be part of this. Okay. And our aim is to extend this um, facility to other Emirates. So if a, a, a company in Abu Dhabi would like mm -hmm. to open a branch in Dubai, today they have to bring all the original documents okay. or notarized documents. Yeah. So in the future, that will, that will be demolished. The other thing is our plan is to open this for the entire world. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if a company in, in, in Switzerland would like to open a, a branch of representative uh, uh, office for them here in Dubai, um, DED uh, database should be linked with uh, a Switzerland database and will open that for them. And that will reduce the amount of time and money spent just for notarization of those documents would be cut out. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Is because first of all, we need to ask why we need to have a notarized document. A notarized document is very uh, highly required because we don't know if this company is established in that country. So to be sure that this company at least established there, we ask the business owner or a business manager to go to his registrar. No, uh, his registrar mm. in, a in a country mm. that he resides in, yeah. he gets all of the documents and then he goes to that same country notarization, not notary public mm. uh, office. He notarizes all of those papers. So paper by paper has to be stamped. Yeah. And in some countries, the charges will be applied per page. So okay. if you have 500 pages, you will pay $10 times 500. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. too, too big. Yeah. Not only this, it doesn't stop there. He needs to take that notarized <coughs> documents mm -hmm. going to UAE embassy in his country. So UAE embassy in his country will attest that, yes, this paper, this document has been notarized by a genuine notary public after they do their investigation there. Once he finishes that document, he comes, he flies to Dubai. And then what we tell him, you go to Minister of Exterior and then you notarize that the stamp of UAE embassy in your country is genuine, is not fraud. Okay, and then he brings it to us. Now, when he wants to open another branch in Abu Dhabi, he needs to do the same thing. Okay, so okay. that's carrying the documents. Exactly, not only that, it's an agony, time consumption, uh, time, uh, money spent where it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. So by having uh, that tunnel of blockchain uh, will allow different countries, uh, companies in different countries to come to UAE and to Dubai and open their branches here seamlessly. Great. And so you're essentially tackling the problem of the, the isolated databases that are not just present um, here, but also all over the world in many different That countries. is our aim. So far, yeah. it is not there. Mm -hmm. This requires a, a countrywide agreement with different countries. Mm -hmm. So far, that is not happening. Yeah. But once we test this with free zone and then test it with other yeah. Emirates, basically the geographical area is not a problem in this case. And when do you think that will um, that will finish at least in the in the UAE? In the UAE, we we have to finish it before 2020. Okay. Yeah. In terms of actually sort of reaching out to other governments, or if you were to compare sort of Dubai to the other governments who are doing something similar regarding to blockchain, actually trying to link different governmental departments to each other because at least here in the UAE free trade zones are seen as sort of government entities to some extent. 
So have you seen any other countries which are sort of doing something similar? Well, before we see any country doing something similar, we need to fix ourselves first. Mm -hmm. So now our focus now on fixing our system internally here and testing it mm -hmm. and um, make it reliable so that once any country would like to do that agreement, we are ready for, for, for such agreement. Now, um, business registration is very complicated issue. And why is that? Is because uh, business registration is basically based on business activities. So there are some business activities are not controlled by economic department, but controlled by one or more other government's entity. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you want to open um, a clinic which has a restaurant inside, for example, that's a business. DED will be involved, civil defense will be involved to make sure that um, the uh, entire uh, restaurant slash uh, clinic is equipped with the proper um, uh, fire system. Dubai municipality planning will be involved. Mm -hmm. Dubai municipality food hygiene will be involved. Okay. Dubai um, health department will be involved and Ministry of uh, Health will be involved. So this is just for one business activity. Okay. So that will show you the complication and each of those business um, you know, government departments, they have their own procedures. So mm -hmm. for example, if you just want to open that, you need to have more than six or seven requirements from different entities just to make sure that you are allowed to open that business. So that complication, duplication of documents required, hopefully will be killed by uh, uh, applying blockchain internal because uh, of region. the shared sort of database. Yes. And the idea is that every department would have their own node as well. So that it's, it becomes distributed in that, yes, in that sense. Exactly. Great to hear. And so then obviously with, with blockchain, digital identity becomes more, more important. And if you're going to be making business registration very seamless and as well as partnering with these different free trade zones, how does digital identity come to play? Are you creating a digital identity system yourselves or are you partnering with a, um, another blockchain digital identity management system? This is an excellent question and this question basically is the essence of everything. Yeah, in the it's entire, the hardest in the, thing in blockchain. In, no, basically in yeah. everything in the entire world. Mm. Now, who said that my name is Muhammad Shalal Sadi? Some documents has to be presented to say, yeah, this is me. Now, me, you, we know each other. Me, my wife know each other. Me, my kids know each other. But when you go and interact with somebody who's unknown to you, mm -hmm. a form of introduction has to be presented so that people will know who you are. Mm -hmm. Now, in a physical uh, world where everything based on material, you present your either Emirates ID or any ID, or you present your passport mm -hmm. so that everybody will trust that this sovereign document has been trusted by, by our uh, country and they say that this person's name is Muhammad Shal, so basically he is Muhammad Shal. we trust that. Mm -hmm. Now DED or Dubai cannot create such identity and the reason for that is because an individual identity system is a sovereign for a country. Yeah. So we are working through a Dubai smart office with a TRA. The so TRA is? It is the Telecommunication uh, Regulation Authority. Mm -hmm. Uh, TRA is uh, going to create 
the uh, virtual ID for everybody. So they are working now on something called UAE Pass. And UAE Pass basically is a, virtual, uh, is a digital representation of your physical representation that's been given to you by a country. So either your passport or Emirates ID. Once this will be finished, and this I think it is going to be finished in, in, a, in a coming month or, or so. Yeah, okay. it's, it's almost done. Right. They are also working with Emirates ID Authority to create a digital signature. Okay. So basically, they are moving from a physical uh, um, marketplace to a virtual marketplace. So every individual in the United Arab Emirates in the coming future will have um, two ways of interacting with the country, whether those are government department or private sector. You can walk into any government department and seek the, uh, any services, or you can walk into a virtual uh, platform and you can seek similar services. So um, Emirates ID with uh, TRA, with Dubai Smart Office, are working collaboratively on creating those two main things. Okay. Digital identification and a digital signature. And it will be soon given to everybody with a certificate managed by DISC, Dubai uh, Electronic Security Center. Okay. I've also heard of something called Dubai ID. Yes, How Dubai ID, excellent, okay. Now, uh, in 2012, myself and Mr. Wissam sat together. And we, Mr. Wissam? Wissam is the CEO of uh, the Dubai uh, Smart Government. Okay. Dubai Smart Government is one agency of Dubai Smart uh, Office. Uh, at that time, it was called the Dubai Electronic, Dubai E-Government. And he was the uh, uh, deputy director general. So we sat together and we said, let's move our traditional uh, transactions to an online. And basically lots of uh, hurdles uh, came into the picture. And the reason for that discussion, because myself and Wissam and other uh, uh, people were part of a program called Dubai Leadership Program. And by the end of that uh, Dubai Leadership Program, we, ha we need to come up with the project. And our project at that time, we called it Connected Dubai. Mm -hmm. And a Connected Dubai, basically, we looked at Dubai like a BMW Connect. So every part in BMW is connected, and every part is talking to a relevant part. Not necessarily one part talking to every part, but to a relevant part. And we said, why don't we create something like Connected Dubai, where a relevant department can talk to a relevant department to that department and seek uh, their approvals or data without uh, a human being uh, uh, getting uh, involved in going and coming physically. And then this project is more, moved forward slowly, slowly. And then, a mesh network. Yeah. And then uh, Wissam said, okay, to do so, we need to have a, a digital identity to allow everybody to move forward in, into that uh, virtual domain. Uh, at that time, Dubai e-government worked extensively with Emirates ID to uh, replicate the database, and Emirates ID has their own policy that they will not allow replication of database of um, uh, the uh, Emirates ID uh, uh, digital identity to anybody, but they gave us a card reader. So in 2012-13, anybody would like to uh, seek uh, DED services online or through the app, he need physically to come either to DED for one time only to create his credential, to create his username and password using his Emirates ID. So basically, 
Emirates ID uh, gets into the slot of a, of a reader, and then uh, he need to put one of his fingers to authenticate that this card belongs to you, and a, a one-time password goes to your uh, 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 mobile that is registered with the Emirates ID, and then once you enter that one-time password, you will be able to uh, register yourself. Once you register yourself, you can walk out and then you can uh, use these services. Mm -hmm. So basically, that was called, at that time, that was called My ID. Okay. So when they launched it and we launched it together with the Dubai e-government, we called it My ID. And after the inception of uh, Dubai Smart Office, and after lots of security being uh, injected into My ID, the My ID was renamed from My ID to Dubai ID. But now it's going to be renamed too, to be a UAID because this is not a city identification system. This will be the whole entire United Arab Emirates uh, identification system. Okay, great. And so moving on, and we're getting towards the end of the interview. I, I want to ask you about cryptocurrencies. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to sort of hear your opinion regarding them and what you think the UAE will be doing in regards to cryptocurrencies. How do you think they will? Taking it on? Well, I've been talking about cryptocurrency since 2014. Mm -hmm. And I am a big, huge believer for the future that a different form of transactions using different form of uh, money system will be in place. Now, I don't think that um, maybe, um, but I'm not sure whether those cryptocurrency available today, privately uh, uh, issued, will still continue into the picture. I'm not sure, but I'm sure that government will, will move forward to create their own cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. And for many reasons, um, many, 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 many reasons. Reason number one, for example, the countries who will issue cryptocurrency will be easier for them to understand the behavior of the citizens in terms of consumptions. So if there is a, a program in, in a government to support uh, uh, some of the products, especially food products for, for the country, they will understand which type of food product that people are buying through the system so that they can support it or support it. The other thing is the wear and tear of a physical uh, uh, paper. And what is, what, is, what is a currency today? It is, a, it is a paper, basically, okay? It is, it is a very high quality, secured, Paper. It's, and it's a paper. And some of, of the countries are using sort of plastic as part of that. So if that paper has no backup from a country, that paper will not equal to the price it is written in, 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 in that paper. Okay? So basically, if you create, a, a country creates a, a, a cryptocurrency, then the central bank of that country has to back it up. Okay? And it shouldn't be left alone and the validity of that uh, cryptocurrency what we see today, for example, in, in, in a Bitcoin or other, other, other cryptocurrencies. Yesterday you see it uh, $1,000 and today it will be $2,000 and tomorrow you'll find it $3,000. This will not help any economy. A, an economy requires a stable currency and that's why they call it in the, in the business domain hard currency like a dollar, sterling, Euro. Those are hard, hard dollars or hard currency because the volatility is really very, very small so that a prediction of the stability in the long run is available there. In my opinion, UAE maybe in the coming future 
will create a UAE dirham based on cryptocurrency, based on blockchain, or based on any technology. Maybe we'll have in the future a different technology or different philosophy than blockchain, which is better than blockchain. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Now the philosophy is different than the application of that. And why I say that? Because in the last 100 years, we've seen a different system of fiat system. It's been coming and going. So basically, in, in less than 100 years, we used to have a gold supporting any currency. Nowadays, there is no gold supporting any currency. It's basically, it's uh, netx. So net export and import. And that will, will, will show the importance of your currency, or sometimes you back it up, you have, you have a, a, a cash-rich or mm -hmm. hard currency cash-rich country, you back up your currency when it comes to the exchange. And if there is any deficit, you will supply that deficit until the equilibrium. So in my opinion, that system will, will fade out slowly, slowly. I mean, the, the banknote. And what's a banknote? Banknotes, basically, it's a paper issued by the government saying that we as government guarantee the value of this. But the, the same thing could also happen with the, the with same the, thing can, could happen with the to virtual the virtual token. Or virtual token, exactly. If, the gov if it's exactly. a government, exactly. If a function. government said, "Okay, now I I will not use a, a banknote, and I will use a, a cryptocurrency dirham, and I back up this currency dirham," so basically it will have a similar mm -hmm. value when it comes to exchange, and basically that will help everybody. Even a tourist when they come to the country, they can at the airport exchange their currency to UAE cryptocurrency dirhams mm -hmm. and basically they can use their mobile phone, they can use any electronic device to buy and sell everything and then redeem it uh, at the airport if they want to. Thank you very much Mohammed Shail. it was great um, talking to you. Thank you Ahmed for having me here and this is really very great, uh, uh, some questions that you've thrown in here and really I'm looking forward to hear it in your podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encrypted. We hope you've enjoyed it. We are on a mission of making blockchain an inspiring reality. So we thank you for supporting us on this journey. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help the show a lot. Thanks for joining us.